Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again for some good old comfort food? Question mark. My dear friends, Commander Eric, and of course Commander David. How you fellas doing today? Doing good. Yeah, you are. Estoy bien. Estoy bien. That's right. Me too. That means me also. You would say yo tambien. I mean that too. I guess I could say yo tambien. Oh, brother. Yeah, I I started doing... David, the... hablo inglés? Hablo español? Yes, I do hablo inglés. <laughs> I hablo the inglés also, good sir. <laughs> I sprechen the English as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I a couple weeks ago I started um, doing uh, Spanish on Duolingo, and uh, yeah, I've got a. Uh, at the time of this recording, I have like a 13-day streak, or something like that. I don't know if either one of you do Duolingo or anything like that, but there we are. No, I'm I'm trying to do the immersive learning where you just sit in a group of people, fast talking in Spanish, and you try to comprehend. <laughs> Yeah. How's that working out? <laughs> I, my wife says I'm getting a lot better. I don't I don't know if I am. <laughs> she says I am. But does so she say it am. like you're getting a lot better? No, no, I think bless she your heart. means it. <laughs> no, she's not saying the bless your heart. <laughs> or you you sweet thing or something, you know, like one of those one of those southern like insults. Yep. Yep. There was a Spanish teacher in eighth grade, uh, and and Eric and I did not go to the same school for eighth grade. Um, but we, uh, you probably knew who this person was. Um, so I think she was in her grade. Um, Liz Klingler, was that her name? I think she was. I think she was in her grade. Maybe she was in the class below. Um, anyways, her mom was my Spanish teacher. And um, okay. she called me a not so nice word almost every day of Spanish. And I finally figured out, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> I will not repeat here on the show because reasons, reasons. Anyway, what have you guys been up to? Anything uh, cool happened since uh, the last time we hung out and talked about Schdiff? I'll I mean, take this. You know, it was it was the Super Bowl happened, right? Oh yeah, sports ball, yeah. Sports ball, yeah. Yep, the script played out exactly as it should have. Uh, no, the 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 script, the way it should have gone, is Detroit and Kansas City played Week One, the what? NFL kickoff, the very first game of the year. Look, so the script, Detroit the script. Stop. Yes, people do. No, no. <laughs> so the way the script should have ended is Kansas City and Detroit, the first game of the season. Kansas City and Detroit, the last game of the season. Oh, Perfect brother. bookends. That's the script. Wow. Uh, wow. Getting a little yeah, but, fiery over there. Kansas City, they they live long enough to see themselves go from the hero to the villain. Yeah, that's yeah. how it works. Yeah. You know? <laughs> All I, I mean, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch any commercials either. Um, I woke commercials up. Commercials aren't any good anymore. They're, they're, they're not. To be interested in. I mean, that's yeah. honestly like what I would go to Super Bowl parties, you know, to do is to watch like mainly the commercials because like I'm I mean you guys know I'm not a football fan and you know like it's fine that you guys are like that's not an issue but yeah that's all I would do like I just eat the good food that people made or brought or whatever and watch commercials in the halftime show I heard Usher was the the guy this year yeah I mean you know Usher is what he is he's not like a stadium act he's like a you know a dance club act and so like Mm. I didn't wasn't in love with his performance, but I know like lots of people were. Yeah, were I mean, in- I thought it was pretty good, you know, for for what it was. 
lot of backing yeah. track. Alicia Keys came out. Ludacris hmm. was there. Lil Jon yeah. came out. Ludacris you know? was yeah. The what? Okay, guy was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was it was fine. You know, for what it was. There's some good memes coming out of it afterwards. I saw like Peter Griffin like rolling around on like roller skates <laughs> yeah. was one of them. Yeah. yeah. There's one where Usher's like he's dancing, but he's like patting himself over his body and it's like leaving the house doing the keys wallet yeah. phone check <laughs> there, there was one part during part of their routine that uh they just launched this guy up in the air and i don't know why both me and my wife found it so funny but it's just like so usher's doing his thing he's out on the you know on the turf and everything and then all of a sudden there's just a just this dude just thrown up in the air it's like i wonder if they caught him <laughs> hope they caught him wow oh brother yeah i i'd heard about that and like i think um eric i think your wife or something made some kind of comment like every millennial everywhere right now like freaking out or something like that i don't know yeah, what it was something like know? that yeah there there are some memes like that it's like gen z watching the super bowl halftime show and they're just texting and then um you know millennials and they're like dropping like doing the club drop it low dance moves yeah, yeah, the, yeah. what okay <laughs> yeah yeah they're gonna need to bust out some ibuprofen <laughs> to do that though <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah, there's yeah. The, there was the other meme it's like if you never do illegally downloaded any of the songs right that were played at the super bowl halftime show you're too young for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. Napster and Kaza or Ka I called it Kaza. And uh, what was it? LimeWire was the other one? Yeah. yeah, you had to give give your computer aids to <laughs> download download that song that took like two days to download. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, dude. Okay. Like, I remember um, like losing my collective mind when um, Attack of the Clones came out. Uh, that was what 2002 I think and like yeah. the Yoda lightsaber fight happened like he he opens his cloak <laughs> and like he busts out the lightsaber it's the first time we're seeing Yoda with a lightsaber and I'm like oh my gosh and I saw the movie I, like I don't know if I saw it like right when it came out but I know I was like leaving to go to um, to Pico like shortly afterwards I remember I was trying to download that particular scene on Kaza Kaza whatever and it, it, it literally said six days. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Kids these days have no idea. Yeah, it would literally. Listen, okay, Gen Z, and even some some of you alphas for some reason. Okay, like six days was a very real thing. I can attest to this for downloading stuff. It wasn't this like instant like whatever no 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 six days and that was with cable that was with cable internet too yeah the early days of cable internet <laughs> but you know speaking of attack of the clones like um i remember like that day we i called out of school that day it was a friday and it was the day of um the day that spring conclave started up at topico okay Right, and so um, Dodie and I, we, we both called out of school. We saw the movie at, like, noon after the movie, and then after the movie, he drove up to Tvico. Wow. Wow. Yeah, oh, May of 2002. Man. There's a little something happening in May that I think we might need to uh, try and arrange, like, a little get-together for us three and our spouses, potentially. We'll talk about that later. That's what we call a tease. It's an, yeah. Anyway, um, I was talk. I was mentioning something pre-show, and I was gonna say, um, David, I hope you're you're proud of this. Maybe I don't know. Um, so I, there's a, a, a training um, slash symposium that me and one of my colleagues were putting on in um, the the end of April, and it's for uh, clinical supervisors. 
And it's going to be like a two hour or so kind of training, like in the morning. And then the afternoon, we're going to do like this little mixer kind of speed dating type of event for like our students to kind of do quick interviews and get to know like these different clinical sites and stuff. So it's going to be kind of, it's going to be fun. At least I, I believe it'll be fun. Um, but my, my talk is on, um, I won't get into the jargon, but it's basically like this, like professional development, like clinical development kind of piece. And I use a lot of star Wars, um, metaphor in it. And, um, the name of the, the talk as it, as it is right now is, um, master and apprentice and, uh, navigating the trials of, um, uh, supervisory development or something like that so nice yeah and then I already have another proposal developed for a conference I'll be hopefully speaking at again uh, next November also with um, this is where the fun begins um, and it's on like supervision in a galaxy far far away or something like that but anyway I thought you'd enjoy that yeah, we're we're mixing things up. Once again, talking Star Wars on a Star Trek podcast. Yes, sir. That's how it's we all do right. It. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So This is fine. This is fine. This Everything's is fine. fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> so anyway. Well cool. Um anything else? You want to talk about, or you want to just say, "Forget it." Let's just talk track. I think. I mean, we're good. Track. Okay. Let's 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 do it. Let's talk track. All right, gang. Well, here we are once again. I don't know if I really need a red alert, but red alert, I guess. I, I, uh, can you spoil something that's like over twenty years old? There's yes, a statute of lim- There's a statute of limitations on spoilers. Has that been established right? in a court of law? Yes. For for but like for no for for like TV shows. Like I'm not talking about like heinous crimes. I'm talking no, like TV yes, shows and movies. I can I can sit here and tell you that you know Terry Bauer dies in the end of what? 24 season 1. Like Shut the you've front had door. you've had 22 years to watch that. Okay? Tell us hey, how you at, really feel, Eric. At, at Eric, not Eric on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter <laughs> on X, on X, yeah. not Eric on not X. Eric. <laughs> There's probably somebody out there that's actually not Eric. Probably there, there is actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we stopped using that hashtag. Why are all these <laughs> that, that attacking me? <laughs> why are they so mad at me? Gosh. <laughs> no, Eric should be um, at really not Eric. <laughs> really not Eric. <laughs> <laughs> at the real not Eric I don't know something like that <laughs> we should do that David go ahead and create one for him let's see what happens we'll manage it for you Eric <laughs> okay well in all seriousness if you have not seen this particular episode pause it go watch it and come back okay but truthfully it's been a while it's been a long road getting from there to here um i mean this came out in 2001 for crying out loud so it's been 22 23 and a half years since it dropped so i guess listen cautiously if you haven't i don't know whatever if you don't care then keep on listening it's fine <laughs> listen cautiously yeah, that's listen right cautiously it's a thing now. That should be a shirt. Listen cautiously. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Um, if this is, um, if you didn't, if you guys um, tuning in did not uh, listen to the previous episode, uh, we are um, just kind of bringing it up to speed. We're kind of doing this thing right now. We're we're doing this um, um, like show theme for uh, the foreseeable future. Um, until we get you know new content coming out from uh, shows for us to kind of talk through as they as we normally do. Um, last time, uh, or I'm sorry, let me back up. We we were doing these uh, what we call like comfort episodes, and we're going through each of the different Star Trek shows. Um, essentially, Enterprise, 
Um, we'll do Enterprise Original Series. Uh, we'll do Next Gen, uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. And that's the breadth of what we'll be doing with those shows. Um, not really tackling um, the newer stuff like Lower Decks and Picard and stuff because, except for Picard, Picard's the only one that's really, like, has a complete series. Uh, we're talking real, uh, just essential kind of, like, completed series from, like, the, you know, 60s to you know, early 2000s, essentially. So um, David um, did uh, took the lead last week uh, talking about First Flight, and we had a great conversation with that. Um, highly recommend you check it out if you haven't already. A uh, lot of great discussion, uh, good points um, all around, I think. And uh, this week, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, mine, which is uh, no real stranger um, in terms of, like, conversations that I've had in the past. I think mainly with Eric, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but um, nonetheless, I still think it's a, I think it's a great episode. It's kind of like an oddball episode in the grand scheme of things. But um, it's an early episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Depending on how you want to count it, uh, we're talking um, Season 1, Episode 6, um, Terra Nova. Uh, so, yeah, uh, very early episode of, of Enterprise and um, I think this is I mean I think it's a, a unique episode and I think there's a lot of good messaging of sorts that can um, really be taken from this but it's not so much the messaging as much as it is you know how it makes you feel right um, so <clears throat> um, I guess we can kind of dive right into it I feel kind of weird just talking all the time <laughs> um, but yeah Terra Nova uh, we we find our crew um, they're still you know getting their their legs about them you know being in like the early days of true like deep space kind of exploration um, under Captain Archer and uh, we get word right of like you know the, this colony that had gone out a while ago and we just kind of like lost contact with them and now we're trying to essentially reconnect with them and um, turns out boy things have changed and um, I, I think the the thing that I really like about this is it's season one really does focus on the exploration like the wonder of exploration um, I think more so than any other season that we have uh, with Enterprise. I mean, season two, you're still doing that, but they're much more refined. Like, this is just raw exploration, and we're connection. I think it, it comes down to connection and connecting with others, really, um, that really um, shines through, shines well in this episode. Um, and it's it's early conversations around um, like prime directive in a way um, like in terms of like culture and interfering and being able to talk to other people so I feel like I should just kind of stop there I feel like I've been talking forever um, <laughs> yeah, it's your know. turn to talk I don't know what the, what my, the problem is but I don't I mean that's my problem Friggin' A, man. Eric Avari is in this, by the way. Yeah, Kasu from from S Stargate, right? I yep. think that's where most people will probably recognize him from. Yeah. But, I mean, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, Chase, I think you're right. I mean, this is one of the things that, like, the more times I watch Enterprise, specifically season one, the more times I really enjoy it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think... It was like maligned back in the day, but I, I don't know. I I mean, it's gaining prestige in my mind. I don't know about like the rest of the fandom, but like the just, it's like a true sense of exploration. Like yeah. we don't know what's out there. We haven't been out there, and you know we're just we're out there. We're so excited and we're doing our thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what just that I feel like that is just special and i don't know if you have that in a lot of the other star treks because 
you you know you've been out there for a while and you've seen things and yeah we're going to new new world straight new strange new worlds and meeting you know new civilizations right and boldly seeking out life but i got that all wrong (laughs) (laughs) but but there's not as much newness to it and not as much excitement yeah and like to just to hear the enterprise crew talk about terra nova oh my god like this is the first this is the grand experiment right this is the first deep space colony and like could we do it and like what happened and you know travis the boomer is like I'll boom, I always thought this affected boomers more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And and there's just there's this, this, this well, I, I want to get there. I want to see what happens. And every time in this, like, for, especially this first half of season one, it's like, man, I can't wait to get there. Man, I can't wait yeah. to get there. Man, I can't wait to get there. And that's mm-hmm. just, that's so refreshing. Yeah. They're not jaded. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the other cool thing is, is like when you equate it to sort of today, you you see all the billionaires trying to go to space in their questionably shaped rockets. And, you know, we, we have, you know, like you said it, us talking about, you know, trying to colonize Mars and stuff. And at this time, and they even mentioned it in the episode. So we have new Berlin on the moon. Mm-hmm. We have utopia planitia on Mars. So we've kind of almost, I, I, I don't know completely, but almost like conquered our little galaxy here. We've conquered our little universe that was only seen through the lens of a telescope, you know, for so long and then a satellite and all this stuff. Right. And now we're talking about going beyond that. So we've achieved this, but now we're going, I think, I think they said it was like 20 light years away, yeah. nine years there, yeah. nine years back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's it's these incremental phases of growth that, you know, are really interesting. But then you have the mystery aspect. But we don't know if it actually worked because we lost contact. Right. right. Yeah. And we don't know why we lost contact. Right. And that's the bigger mystery. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, upon arriving, you know, it's just, it there's been this seemingly uh, devolving, right? Like this regression that's taken place with the people, you know, like there we, we, we come to find out, you know, that these folks that we're seeing are like ancestors of like those original, no, they're you descendants. Know, did I say, I said ancestors, didn't I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Scratch that, reverse it. Descendants. That's the word. We're going to go with it. It's the antonym of ancestor, people. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you, Commander. Uh, yeah. The the descendants of these original um, explorers, these original colonists. And um, there's stuff, right? There's like radiation, among other things, that's like caused issues for them to um, be up on the surface. And uh, we go exploring and find him way down deep underground um, and calling um, like creating like all these different like cultural kinds of things like diggers you know like among other things to kind of equate to like developmental stage among other thing other things and you know <laughs> Malcolm is just so insufferable for me like I'm just not a fan of Malcolm He's a pretty bland character. Yeah. He has to take medicine so he can enjoy pineapple. I thought it was coconut. It was it co- I thought it was... It was it's pineapple? pineapple? Okay. Yeah. And that's that's it. That Anyway, for all you Malcolm fans out there... He's the security them. officer, okay? He's the armory officer. He's the armory officer. Like... <laughs> Prejudice against Malcolm is weird, and I don't like it. He takes a shot so he can enjoy pineapple. That's about all the character development that I can appreciate about. You need to watch. He comes from a long line 
of Navy, of Royal Navy men. Mm-hmm. You need to watch Shuttle Pod One again, and then you'll, and you'll listen. Understand. He he had to write uh, goodbye letters to yeah. lots of different girls. All of his. So girls. you know, so you know, he had like some good time. <laughs> he was a good time, Charlie, probably back in the day. They call me Reed, Malcolm Reed. <laughs> boy. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, save me. Save me. <laughs> <laughs> I will not watch Shuttle Pod 1, dude. No. It is but... kind of a boring episode. Like. Oh, yeah. Facing your Why don't you just, just record one and make it a day? <laughs> and All just right. for, and just like that, Eric's gonna be like, you know what? No, Shuttle Pod One is my comfort episode. Yeah, that's right? my comfort episode. <laughs> 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 Bait and switch. Frick. Listen to an episode getting you thinking. I'm not showing up to my own podcast next time. <laughs> this is my chance. Come on. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> captain now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go on a captain's holiday next time. A lot of meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Yeah, man. What, what are we talking about now? <laughs> I don't know. You don't have know. an episode that you <laughs> Yeah, it's your episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so comfortable ripping on Chase. <laughs> Okay, fine. Yeah, so the you know, Eric, was it um I think this episode came up on our um or at least on my list for Essential Archer, if I'm not mistaken. It, yeah, it did, right? And like when you brought it up there, like cuz this episode wasn't even on my radar for yeah. for for that Essential Archer and then you brought it up and you made a really good point. And I was like, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think that's that's the point in all this. Like, So what is that really good point? I'm going to build up to it, okay? I want to be kind of serious for a second. I would have been kind of joking, having a good time. You know, the thing about my career, um, not just as an educator, but as a clinician, right, as a professional counselor, uh, when I'm not doing this is being able to communicate with people and to find common ground with people. Um, I've been, I feel like I've been sharing this like left, right and center with people recently, but you know, the thing that I tell my students and that the research backs up is that it doesn't matter how well, you know, your counseling theory, like what guides you in terms of conceptualization and stuff doesn't matter how well you know interventions and techniques. The thing, the number one thing that makes a world of difference whenever you're working with a client is relationship. That's it. Research backs it up. That's where healing takes place, takes place is within relationship. And Archer at one point in this episode and this is like I think what is just so meaningful to me is like you see this struggle throughout this episode like we're so excited to meet you know these explorers right to finally connect with Terra Nova from such a long time ago and in trying to find common ground Archer is just failing seemingly failing to to get things to move forward and he says something uh, about you know like if I can't communicate with these people what the hell am I doing out here like if I can't communicate with my own people what the hell am I doing out here and that is just so key I think that's just so important and, and that's what I just love about this episode is just the importance of being able to I guess find that common ground that that idea of how can I 
connect with someone who looks like me, but doesn't necessarily sound like me. And I think not to just make it too, uh, not to romanticize it too much, but I think that's what we all hope to do in some form or fashion, like with where we are, you know, in real life, but that we fail at so miserably at times is finding common ground and being able to communicate with another human being about like what's important and just trying to understand each other, like creating understanding, having an open dialogue, um, regardless of age, gender, socioeconomic status, you know, like those like those things are certainly important. Those are part of our cultural makeups, but we need to be able to hear each other. And just seeing Archer struggle and grow from it, is, there's just something about that's just so meaningful and comforting to me, um, just as a human being. So I'm going to open it up to you guys. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's a pretty big part, I think, of enterprise that i i like a lot um there's no manual right now there's no training necessarily i mean they had training but what does their training entail it's not the same thing as going to the academy you know much later on you're not necessarily learning all of these techniques you don't have the prime directive you don't you know he, he goes and searches out hoshi because language is hard you know you don't have oh, the yeah. universal translator to pick up on all this sort of stuff and um you know just that communication aspect it, it kind of and not to make it all about me but it sort of ties back into the episode of last week with first flight when ag robinson tells him there's more to being a captain than being a good pilot um, and that's that's like one of the storylines, just Archer's development through the seasons. It's really, really cool. There's even a, a sort of a teachable moment with T'Pol in this episode where she's she's like, well, we have stun grenades. We can just beam them in there, stun everybody, take them by force. Uh, I'm sure Malcolm can make up some really nice restraints for you. <laughs> And, you know, it's it's just sort of that decision-making that, you know, while sometimes we all see the world through our our own particular lens, the issue yeah. is, is that not everybody is going to see that the same way, and right. it's not applicable in every situation. Yeah, and I think, I think um, you mentioned, like, there's no manual out there. Like, we're just kind of doing stuff, and I think... Neither of us are, are not, none of us picked these episodes, but like there's the episode coming up, like civilization, right? You know, good. I, I underrated first step, first season episode where like they go to that planet in like the Bronze Age and trips like can't wait to get down there. And like, uh, you, Paul's like, you better not do that. You know, Vulcans have a policy of not interfering with people who don't have, have warp yet. It's like, that's a Vulcan rule. I'm here to like, I want to get down there and I want to explore. And Archer's like, well, maybe we, maybe we should like, you know, I don't know, but maybe, maybe that's not a bad idea to like adopt that policy. Yeah. Right. And then there's the episode at Dear Doctor a little bit later where yeah. Archer literally says, someday we're going to make up a set of rules that tell me what I can and can't do out here. But nobody's written that yet so like i just gotta like trust my conscience and go with my gut right and and it's like we don't we don't we just like we don't have rules it's yeah. just lawless we're just yeah. lawlessness out here yeah. right yeah people but, call but, the original series the wild west this is the really this is like caveman sort of stuff yeah definitely and like, yeah and like david you were you made you brought up to paul and i and i thought this is the point that you were going to make and and you almost went there but but archer is like i've got to communicate with these people and she's like what are you going to do with them take them back to earth and he's like why not it's it's their birthright they like they're human they deserve to be on earth they have every right to live there and she's like well they don't fit in there well they'll learn they'll adapt 
And then, and then so Paul is like, yeah, but these people have been living here for 70 years. They don't consider themselves humans anymore. They've developed their own culture and their own way of life. And, and yeah, they're not humans anymore. They're in a sense, they're not human and like biologically they are, but you know, you start to live on a different planet and you know, you will start to adapt and there will eventually be, you know, biological and evolutionary changes. Right? I know it'll yeah. take more than 70 years, but to Paul then says, if you forcibly relocate them, you'd be destroying the Novan culture, right? They have built a culture here. And I think that point like really gets across to Archer in this episode. And he's like, yeah, like I would be, and, and that would be wrong of me to do that um, because yeah. I didn't come out here for that. And, and, you know, they deserve to keep their way of life. And what can we do here now to fix this problem? And yeah. that's, you know, find somewhere else for them to live. That's not irradiated. Yeah. There's been, there's been some, and I won't, I won't go in depth into it one, cause it's not appropriate to just go that in depth, but guys like there's been just, stuff that I've been um, having to kind of deal with where there's been a lack of um, respect of like diversity um, in in some circles that I've I've run in and it just it, it breaks my heart you know that we like, like truly, it truly breaks my heart um, just to be dismissive of, you know, what, whatever it might be, you know, um, some, some of the cultural domains that I mentioned earlier, among other things. Um, and yeah, like just because there might have been an origination somewhere does not mean that that is how a cultural identi identity remains right like it, it, it like to your point Eric like what you brought up is excellent you know there's been this growth there's been this evolution of sorts for these people you know the the offspring of the original uh, Terra Nova crew um to where they've they've created their own society and they would truly be strangers um, back home on earth you know if they were just abducted you know by the crew of the enterprise and you know taken back uh, to earth and I think this is it just gives me comfort because we are we are staring ourselves we are forcing ourselves to look at ourselves and you know see ourselves as strangers at times um, I don't know where I'm going with that but it's just it's it's even talking about this right now it's, it's hitting me different than I expected it to um, but I think this is just a, a great episode in general um, and the fact that you know Malcolm is down in a cave you know kind of hurt for a while and stuff Malcolm must suffer right is that is that is he, he <laughs> He's the new O'Brien. He's the new O'Brien. <laughs> or the original O'Brien, however you want to think about that. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. Now, what, do you, what, do you what do you think about the, the, um, the, like, there's the one older, the older lady here, mm -hmm. Nadette, who, you know, you learn was like one of the children of one of the original colonists and she kind of like bear i don't did she bury the memory of it did she totally forget about it and then you know she starts to realize like that's me like is is there something like i don't know chase if you is there something about like you know burying that memory from like, i don't know from a traumatic sense i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but I'm trying to like 
trying to think about something something more that this episode has. I mean, it's certainly possible, right? I mean, like there was the I mean, it, there's radiation that screwed up the surface, right? So, I mean, it's it is very possible with trauma. I mean, if we just like think about trauma at like a very basic level, whether we're talking about big tier or little t trauma, trauma means wound or wounding. So, I mean, it's very possible that at a young age that she's not able to have, she doesn't have the capacity to properly process what happened, right? 70 years prior. So, like, what would she have been, like, five? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten? I, I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're, like, honestly, if you're closer to, like, ten, you're still a child. Like, you're moving into adolescence, but there's a greater capacity because you have a greater vocabulary. Uh, we'll just do a quick side quest for a second. Like, in within mental health care, whenever you have children you you don't necessarily do talk therapy with children you do play therapy um, because play is their work and work is their play when you're a kid that's why recess is so doggone important in school in my opinion and why we shouldn't take recess away same with like PE or gym or whatever you want to call the thing you kids work out what they're thinking they're feeling through their play because they don't have the same level of vocabulary that we do uh, it's just not developed yet I mean that's just where they're at developmentally speaking so if if there wasn't like a some form of like a play therapy or there wasn't a way to process trauma um, whatever that trauma might have looked like or been experienced by you know her it's very possible that you're going to have some like repressed stuff where you bury it to protect yourself like that's what our brain does is that it can shut things off to protect us um, and then that's why you have to be very careful whenever you start to like open things up that you're doing it in a safe intentional way not just for the heck of it because you can call, you can re-traumatize by doing doing it inappropriately well, she, she would have had a lot of, I mean, a lot of trauma at the time because not only did, obviously, the world change, literally, but yeah. the the adults there were at odds as well amongst themselves. And then there was even a message that they drummed up from the uh, original captain of that uh, ship that brought them there, basically accusing the people of Earth of attacking them. You know, yeah, so, so there's trust issues too. Yeah, so the whole thing is, is not only have I kind of conditioned or talked myself into saying I'm not human, but the humans that were here were talking about humans attacking us and they killed all the adults and all this stuff. So there's like a lot of layers wrapped in that. Yeah. We won't, eat, we, I mean, we could get into attachment theory too, but again, that's just kind of jargon for you guys. But like attachment theory, I mean, that's like how we experience ourself, ourself with others and um, like between others, um, essentially. I'm kind of doing a drive-by fruiting of this. But like when you're attachment theory, there's so many layers to that, like how comfortable we are with, with folks um, when stuff happens. Like are we anxious when they're away? Um, do we care if they're away? Um, and like stepping back, like there's a um, like there's reactive um, attachment disorder. Um, so if you don't have a good um, attachment figure, like it doesn't matter who the figure is, as long as there's some kind of adult person that um, you feel safe with, you can have what's called healthy attachment. So. I mean, I don't know if it would be trauma, if it would be reactive attachment. I mean, we're getting into, like, speculative diagnosing right now, which I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing. Um, but 
I mean, those are some things to consider. And um, of course, disorders are going to change, you know, in the far-flung future, 22nd century. Okay. I was just, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, trying to dig deeper into this episode. Is there anything else that's like a big, important moment? Yeah. You know, that might not be the purpose of, of this series of episodes, of shows. Eh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, just thinking about it. Um, I mean, she's the oldest person there. I mean, she's the the freaking elder of the community for crying out loud, you know, and you you have a um, an elder that hasn't I mean, we can't say that she hasn't healed. We can't necessarily say that because we don't know what he, being healed might mean to this individual, but outside of looking in, we could probably say, yeah, you got some stuff you need to work through. You need some healing. And like a hurt leader um, I don't know. I don't want. I don't know if I want to go into that. But like a hurt leader, like what does that mean for that particular society, for that culture, in terms of how things are run? But the fact that you know Archer coming back to Archer and like what we're doing here, right? Trying, we're we're trying to meet these people where they're at. You know, like find common ground and connect with our own folks, so to speak. And just the intentionality that Archer has after drumming up the roster and connecting, like, you're this little girl. And doesn't, like, waterboard her or nothing. Like, he's he's very kind about it. I think he's, he's kind about how he approaches it. And that's the other thing, too, is, like, how we approach things with kindness. Like, kindness, love, intentionality and how we communicate with others and are just present with others that's what's meaningful also about this episode to me. It just, it keeps reinforcing it I think Yeah That's all I gotta say about that (laughs) I don't know, anything else percolating for either one of you? No, I think that was good. Cool. Good talk. Okay, so Chase, I know you might have said it, but, like, we'll get to the end here and summarize, right? Why is this your comfort episode? What, what like, comfort can mean a lot of different things, right? We were discussing this, like, after the show last week, like, when we were looking through all the different episodes. And Mm -hmm. uh, David kind of made the point, like, comfort can mean different things to different people so like what is it about this episode if you want to just package it all together yeah that that gives you comfort and what does comfort mean in regards to this episode okay yeah <clears throat> i think i've i've kind of said it in in a, a couple times already but you know we are in this is early enterprise so we still have this bright hopeful outlook on what we're doing we have this optimism that is just like innate almost in what we do uh, with this particular crew and I love the optimism and I love within that optimism the conflict where we are testing and we are having to um, really lay these things um, or put these things up against, you know, this opposition of we're struggling. Like we're struggling to be hopeful. We're struggling to be optimistic about this because this is staring them in the face. So of if we can't communicate with, if we can't, if we can't do this with people that have like the same, if not similar DNA to us, why are we even trying type of thing? So I, to me, it's, I think sci-fi, but especially good sci-fi, it not only puts like social issues front and center and gives you a different angle to look at it, 
but it also like holds the mirror up to you to help you to strive to be better in whatever it is that we're critiquing in that particular episode. And I think what gives me comfort is this episode in for for some reason this episode stands out more to others because I feel like this episode gives you license to be okay with being optimistic and hopeful. Um, but also nudging you forward with um, finding strength in the struggle too. And it's it's a weird tension to be be in. And I think it just I think it really sets the table well uh, for for future interactions, you know, that we see in the rest of season one of and of course through seasons two, three, and four uh, moving onward. Um, but I, I just I just really connect with um, with that tension, um, especially because I feel like I, I see that and I experience that a lot. Um, as a clinician and as an educator and it just it just becomes more and more meaningful to me the more I think about and the more I watch this particular episode more than probably a lot of other Enterprise episodes for some reason okay that was good thanks (laughs) (laughs) the wide wide eyed wonder of season one Mm -hmm. is uh is something really, really neat to see, you know, that, that pure spirit of exploration. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I I hope, I don't really know what it's like now, but like, do people really give enterprise like real credit nowadays? I mean, like there, I mean, there's, I mean, I don't know, but like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm part of several like Trek groups across the socials and I mean, enterprise is getting more and more love from what I can tell, you know, whenever it's brought up. Yeah. It's, is it kind of like the prequels, right? Which, you know, 20 years ago we're like, yeah, yeah. People didn't look upon them too greatly, but you know, now we're starting to like, Hey, these things might actually be pretty good, and we kind of like them, enjoy them, mm-hmm. right? And we appreciate like, like Hayden. I feel like Hayden Christian. I know this is not a Star Trek podcast, but I it feel is like a star, it is a Star Trek podcast. It's, it's, a star, not, it's not a Star Wars podcast, yes. but like Hayden Christensen. I feel like people are starting to come around to him, and like fans are starting to like like. Maybe it's because of what he's done coming back in the past couple of years, but I feel like people yeah. are starting to like Damn. appreciate him. Yeah, I just read prior to coming on to chat with you guys that he is going to be in Sonic the Hedgehog three, like the movie. In case you have watched the first two, and uh, he's I saw gonna... the first one. They're making a Knuckles movie, aren't they? That was the second one. No, but well, a movie just called Knuckles. Oh, I, I have think. no idea. I don't know, but Sonic three, he's going to voice um, Shadow, Shadow the Hedgehog. So. But yeah, Hayden Christensen will be in Sonic the Hedgehog three. That's what the that's what I saw. Hopefully, it tr- it proves to be true. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. But I actually saw a picture of him um, with um, this amazing cosplayer, by the way. And uh, someone commented like, "I just love the fact that Hayden Christensen is just like totally dressing like and channeling like this whole dad vibe or whatever." And I'm like, "There's nothing wrong with like dad vibes, dad." attire it's fine it's fine but i am one so it's fine whatever anyway well any any like final thoughts or comments on this episode and like anything that you got you guys have experienced like with watching terra nova i know this was my comfort episode but i want to give you all space to share any final thoughts too no it's a it's a it's a fun episode and i really feel like you know enterprise season one especially that first half of it really like leans into the strange new worlds aspect like i mean i know there's an episode called strange new world right yeah right and i know there's another episode called strange new worlds right (laughs) later on that's true 
it really leans into that concept and it was it was like it's really refreshing like to because that's what star trek is supposed to be about yeah and and like you know it's you know even humans can be strangers right Mm -hmm. you can be you can have a strange new world and a new life and new civilization even if they're human Mm -hmm. and i think that's a that's a strong point to make and i think that there's a good lesson in that that we can take away like you know we're the same but like it's it's okay if we're strange and different but we still have to try to communicate with each other definitely and kind of tacking on a little bit of that i mean just think about like an exploration of earth how much of our oceans have we actually explored how much of our you know say the rainforest or you know uh, there's still land that we have never been to Uh, right so i don't know i mean i said it before say it again that what what they did right in in enterprise was keeping well for uh, a good majority of it was keeping to that that spirit of what's out there what's next what's new what can we learn how do we learn uh how do we rephrase what we learn so that we can you know be a bigger part of it and yeah i i mean the 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 potential that one day there could be a human that travels outside of our little galaxy here is is still still feels like so remarkably far away i mean it is it's so far away um and in the spirit of sci-fi it's it's great to kind of let the imagination wander to this weird little planet in here that we you know we have no point of reference for but you know just in this little world there there's they, they were out there right they figured out a way to survive so that's that's uh that's a nice little little story to live in for a while yeah yeah all right well i think that's that's it i mean i mean i don't know what else to say i mean i think we've i've said it all you guys have said what you need to say and i mean we're around this thing out i mean we have um we're just moving through um enterprise real quick and um, next time um Lord willing, we're going to have uh, Commander Eric, who's going to share with us his comfort episode and kind of see where that yep. takes us. Definitely. So, better be here. Yeah. Yep. And I think there'll be some thematic through lines to um, all three of our comfort episodes. Okay. Okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Thematic through lines. I love those. Man, can you say that ten times faster? No, please. Thematic through lines. Faster. Thematic through lines. Faster. (laughs) Thematic through lines. (laughs) No, I can't. I trusted you. I believed in you. Okay, enough of that. All right, yeah, we'll be back next time for um for that little doohickey. Um, but um anyway. Um, as usual, um, you know, thank you everyone for, you know, tuning in to, um, to listen to our, uh, ramblings, our conversation about stuff. Uh, we'll be back, uh, next time to talk about some more. Um, and, uh, just in case you missed it, discovery season five does come out, um, April 4th. The, um, uh, it was announced officially, officially, um, just prior to uh, this recording along with um, the, the tenant. I'm, I'm not trusting that these are the actual names because we've been duped before. We but, were duped before. Um, but we have 10 titles, like the alleged episode titles have been released also um, for, uh, for what to expect. So we're looking at uh, first two episodes dropping um, on April 4th. And it looks like, um, I think it was like May 26th or something like that. I think is the series finale. So um, anyway, got uh, we have just under uh, two months before that kicks off. So here we go. Anyway, um, thank you all for tuning in again. Like I was starting to say, um, we'd love to hear um, 
what you thought about you know Terra Nova, um, whether it is or is not a, um, a comfort episode for you, um, or just you know sharing your own um, uh, comfort episode, whether it's Enterprise or not. I mean, we're going to get through um, all of them eventually, so just go ahead and share it. We'd love to hear it. Um, and you can do that by connecting with us at trtvpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also send us a voice only to 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit um, before you're going to be stuck in Shuttlepod 1 eating meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Um, other than that, if you want to um, you know, send us something, um, like some, I don't know, war paint, so we can kind of channel our own like Terra Nova vibe, that'd be cool. Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Now, as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.